Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. I hope you've all had a fabulous break. I know so many of you are like me. We've been juggling school holidays while running a business. It's such a tricky time, but we all manage in our own ways. So I've just returned to Sydney after spending around about three weeks in Perth. It was incredible. And during that time, I ran a fabulous workshop where I spoke about resetting your business for a new year, along with tips for business growth. And afterwards, we had drinks and time to say hi to each other. So it was such a great night. You can find all the details and the sponsors and the photos and everything else at the website in the blog section at relauncher.com.au. In today's episode, Perth Business 123 Nourish Me joins me. The business is run by two great friends, Elisa Lato and Danny Cruz. I've known the girls for many years, with our first encounter being at one of my workshops I ran in Perth so many years ago. Elisa joins us in this episode today. So 123 Nourish Me houses an organic product range to suit the whole family. Products include Sleepy Head Balm, one of my absolute personal favourites, Chesty Rub, School Snacks, Magic Sprinkles, plus so much more. And in this episode, we talk about how the business was started, hurdles, wins, and how they've created an incredible community along the way. Hi, Elisa. Thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? It is so lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. Oh, it's a pleasure. Any excuse so that we can have a chat, just get you on the podcast (laughs) and introduce you to everyone. (laughs) I love it. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Okay. So shall we start off with telling the listeners a little bit bit about you? Sure. Well, I am, first and foremost, I'm a mum. I've got eight-year-old twin boys and, uh, yeah, I guess they were a little bit of the premise for me starting my business because when I had kids I was kind of like um, became really interested in the toxic load that we were putting onto our kids and babies and I I guess I started to kind of look around and and see what was going into products for kids and I became a little bit obsessive about ingredients in products. So my whole business has really stemmed from having children and kind of being really passionate about, um, you know, the environment that we have our kids in and that stuff really matters, I think, when you're a mum because we don't always know this stuff when we're new parents, No, well, I knew nothing. I felt so out of place and I felt like everyone knew everything about parenting except me. That's how I well, felt. I think, I think we all do the best we can yeah. with the knowledge that we have. And then as you start to learn more, um, I mean, I remember, you know, the the bubble bath that I was washing my kids in. I mean, now I look back at that and actually understand what those ingredients are in, the in you know, that bubble bath. And I'm sort of horrified that I, I didn't know. And so you mm. think you're doing, you know, the right thing for your kids in, in all these ways. And, and as you learn better, you can make different choices for, for kids. Yes. Did your kids have any skin allergies or conditions at all? They didn't. They didn't. But I had um, twins that were premature. So often, you know, with any, um, when children are at a different gestational age as to their um, their birth age, sometimes you have to be extra, extra careful about things that can interfere with immune function. And I'm talking about everything that we have in our 
um, internal environment in our home from our cleaning products to, um, you know, when, when they get older to the foods that we feed our kids. And I became very, very aware when um, my babies had a somewhat compromised immune system that I had to start to learn that, that I had kind of one shot to get it right with reducing the toxic load on them. And, and you know, I started to learn about... Um, turning things over and not actually believing claims that were on the front of baby and children's products because what I learned is that a lot of it is just an outright lie. You know, when something says it's safe or something says it's natural or even when we, you know, hear these words like organic, um, you can turn it over and it can be an entirely different story on the back of that product. So it's an interesting thing. I think um, I have started to have a real thirst for knowledge about um, not believing claims on the front and actually becoming my own ingredient detective for my children, and which I think is all of our responsibility as parents to start educating ourselves um, from everything, the foods we eat, the cleaning products we have, the baby products that we have, and, you know, everything from from what our children use on their, their skin topically. Yes. Okay. So then 123 Nourish Me was born, which is your business. At what? How many years ago did you launch the business? I launched the business just as my twins were born. So they're now eight. Um, and I launched the business really as a hobby. Um, and I started to become really passionate about foods when they started solids. Um, so I started sharing really a, as a very casual thing online for, for friends. And my recipe started to gain quite a lot of momentum. And I started to turn over ingredient packets and go, hang on, what's in these baby patches of food? My gosh, we're putting refined sugar. We're putting salt. We're putting MSG. My God, there is yeast extract, MSG in this baby pouch of food. What are we setting our kids up with? We're actually changing their taste buds. And I started to become really vocal about the fact that um, what's going into children's foods is an absolute disgrace, you know. It's... um, we're setting our children up almost to fail with being fussy eaters because we are changing their taste buds from birth, you know, even in their formula. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we, we turn over formulas and look at ingredients and we see that we're feeding children refined sugars in their formula from birth. It's, it's a problem. Absolutely. So what product, so you obviously started with the blog and recipes. What product did you launch first? We, um, so I'm in a business partnership. My business partner, Danny, and I came together. Um, I'd have been running my blog at that stage for about three years. So I'd never, ever sold anything to the audience, but the audience kept growing because I kept delivering free content essentially. So I developed this very kind of loyal, strong following um, without anything ever being pitched to them. So by the time um, I decided to put out a product range and Danny and I collaborated in coming up with um, a range that we thought were basically things that we needed for our own children within one range and we couldn't find something within a range. So, you know, I liked a sunscreen from over here, but I liked a mosquito repellent from over there, but I liked a chest rub from over here, but nothing, you know, essentials within one range. So we kind of brainstormed and went through, um, what do we really need as mothers? What are the essentials? What are the things that we really need? Well, I used to make sleep balms for my babies to help them sleep because, you know, sleep is such a big thing for mums of twins and mums of young children. So I started to 
do that. And then I thought, well, actually, I, I don't want to put the typical chest rub on them. I really want to make something that's natural and organic and free of chemicals. So I, I want a chest rub in the range. I need a really good quality sunscreen. I need a mosquito repellent. I need foods that don't contain preservatives and um, additives and any yeast extract or MSG. So it kind of, our range is a little bit of a mismatch um, of different products, but it's kind of the things that I think that parents really need. It's, It's sort of the organic essentials. Okay. So the sleep balm, which is hugely popular, and we'll talk about that in a minute, was is that the first product and the chest rub? Are they the first two products that came out or did you launch more than that? Yeah, no, we did. We launched those two. And then we also launched our Magic Sprinkles, which were an organic um, superfood and super seed uh, shaker for kids. So really designed to empower kids to put more real food into their own existing uh, diets. Um, And then our Sleep Balms, um, this was just a product that I used to make for my children because I really wanted them to get sleep. And sleep is such a big issue for parents, you know. And I I realised at that time that there was um, a, a real lacking of rituals between parents and children, you know, not to criticise or judge mothers, but really we are um, we are so stretched as mothers and we are so distracted in our parenting. The sleep balm was a way for parents to slow down and actually connect with their children in, in terms of rituals of bedtime. And I think that's one of the reasons that that product is so popular. While it's a beautiful, beautiful product and has incredibly high-quality organic ingredients and homeopathics and all sorts of interesting things in there, it's actually, I think, the reason it's so effective is because parents actually sit down with their child, connect and engage, and make physical contact in the form of a foot rub or a, um, you know, that that kind of beautiful ritual that we are almost too busy for in our modern world of parenting. Yes, absolutely. The sleep balm for those listening, those people that I'm in direct contact would have definitely heard me talk about it before. It's so effective. I use it on myself every night. It's incredible. Oh, that's so beautiful. And, and you know, it has um, magnesium. Magnesium is best yeah. absorbed through the skin and magnesium really helps our, our muscle function and it helps our nervous system relax. And so we put that on um, where the skin is thin. So that's why we always say in the wrists, behind the knees, soles of the feet and the temples because that's where magnesium is best absorbed. Right. How did you go about developing these products to start with? You know, it sounds like you were making them for your own children. How did, how did you go about it? Where did you start from? I made everything in my kitchen when yeah. I started and I um, I got a food licence, so I actually made everything. I got, a, I got all my registrations done and I made everything by hand in my kitchen from my own recipes. And um, we've got another product on there, our beautiful organic kids' tea. These were literally things that I was making for my own children that I knew had wider appeal. So that was for the first... Um, probably four to six months of the business. And then, of course, the business grew really, really quickly and uh, it was a great dilemma to have. But I used to sometimes cry at night because there were so many orders and I just couldn't physically keep up with with doing it. So we had to then obviously find um, people that would take the absolute care in recreating the recipes to the same quality that I made them. Because when you change from going to a small homemade business and to, to, to the next level, it's very, very hard to keep that quality assured in and not take shortcuts with ingredients and a lot of um, our products are Australian certified organic so 
every single ingredient that we put into our range has to be extensively tested through the certification process in order to actually reach that level, which is a a long and expensive and extensive process. So uh, it's been a a really, really big um, job to find the manufacturers to be able to take on the products and keep their original integrity I can imagine. Have you ever had to change um, the supplies along the way or, um, sorry, not the supplies, but where you're having the products created? Have you ever had to change? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And you have to, because um, for example, we have our Hello Sunshine Natural Sunscreen. This has been the hardest product that we have ever created and hard for a couple of reasons. Um, It's very, very hard with the laws in Australia to create a very high quality natural sunscreen without the use of preserving agents. So in in a sunscreen, for example, any time you have water in a product, you have to have preservatives because otherwise the product can create bacteria and so forth. So we decided to try and create a sunscreen without water so we could use um, an absence of any preservatives because very often children, especially with eczema, what they're reacting to is the preservatives in the product. So finding a manufacturer that would yeah, okay, we'll do a sunscreen with no preservatives. I mean, you know, it's a it's a very hard sell um, and, and people don't want to take on projects that are um, difficult like that. Often with organic manufacturing, it's extremely difficult because it's, no, it's not conventionally done. And when you use those preservatives and you use those filling agents, it creates a much cheaper product that spreads further and is a lot easier to manufacture. When you use very high-quality ingredients like we do in our sunscreen, which is all completely natural, um, it's a lot harder to manufacture it. And then, of course, your price point is higher um, and, you know, you have to you have to make these things at very high volumes, so you have to get it right. And when you make something at 10,000 units at a time and you get it wrong, it is very, very difficult when it comes to manufacturing. Yeah. Have you got it wrong very often? Yes, we have. So our first batch mm. of Hello Sunshine, um, we got it absolutely wrong. And what we did is, <laughs> uh, I'm laughing now, but believe me, at the time I was crying. <laughs> I'm but, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we um, we produced our sunscreen and we used um, an ingredient called shea butter in the suns in the sunscreen and shea butter is kind of like a very temperamental toddler I'd like to think of it like that so it is a beautiful ingredient that makes the sunscreen gorgeous and creamy but it does not like to um, be cooled down slowly so when people would take their sunscreen to the beach and it was a really hot day and then they would pop it in the car and it would cool down overnight um, it started to curdle inside the sunscreen and the sunscreen while it was still completely effective the SPF wasn't affected at all it started to look a little bit like cottage cheese and we were just oh my gosh we've just had 10,000 sunscreens made that while it still works the same way it you can't you can't squeeze something out in sunscreen that looks like that and so we we went back to our manufacturer and we're like what's happened here and they said oh the shea butter is obviously reacted and this was never picked up in preliminary testing because when they do testing they cool things down very quickly they don't cool it down like it would in natural conditions on the beach and slowly over 24 hours. Um, so that was difficult. And, you know, that's an enormous amount of, um, of stock that, that suddenly you can't sell. So oh in that gosh, what did you do? Yeah. What do you do in that situation? Yeah. 
you tell the truth. Yeah. You tell the truth to your audience. And, um, you know, we'd done this huge big launch and uh, we knew that everybody was going to have curdled sunscreen. So we told the truth and we emailed every single person that bought and we said, please keep the sunscreen. Um, it still works. We're really happy to refund you or we're really happy to send you one of our new ones when they came. And you know what happened by telling the truth is that nobody, what well, I mean hardly any, a small hardly anybody wanted refunds yeah. because they had the situation explained to them. Yeah. They, they actually didn't, didn't mind because they knew it was still effective. And this is the kind of relationship I think that I have with my audience, that if you're truthful with them and you, and you tell the truth, they actually want to support you in your business. Yeah. And, and you know what? Because you've done it so well with your marketing that people know who you are, like they know the face behind the brand and they, they probably feel like you're a really good friend of theirs as well. They do. And, I mean, I, and I feel the same way to them. And, yes. you know, when we're, when we're off track and we've had a few situations in our business when we've really gone off track and you know what it is, it's when we have actually lost touch with the audience and what they want. So, Anytime I think in business that you're off track, the best and most important thing is to go to your audience and say, I think I'm off track. What, what am I doing wrong here? What, what's, what's not working about this particular product or this particular branding or this particular um, line of line that we've put out? What's not working here? And, and go back and, um, you know, it can be very humiliating to do that, I think, in some businesses and they don't want to say. But if you're sharing the business journey with your audience, it's a very powerful marketing tool as well to tell the truth and to ask for guidance. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Do you get most of your traction on Instagram or Facebook these days? Nearly all on Facebook. So 90% mm. of our business still comes from Facebook. Um, Instagram, I really enjoy it. You're good <laughs> but on I, stories, I, yeah. I, haven't, I love the stories. I, I find it, I love the immediacy of it, but I haven't mastered the Instagram yet. I think I was a little bit late on the uptake. That's still something that I'm learning and yes. um, I'm developing, but um Facebook and Instagram are so different, aren't they? I mean, so they're just, different, yeah. You can't do the same. Like I, I found it very, very easy to build organic traction on Facebook. That's been very effortless for, for me, but I haven't found the same on Instagram. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's all about tweaking and, and I think I've still got a lot to learn on Instagram. But Facebook audience, they really like a lot of live content. They like a lot of um, information. They like a lot of immediacy Instagram they like all the, the glossy images and I, I just haven't sort of yeah. developed that side of the business yet so yes. definitely Facebook for me I don't think Facebook is um is dead at all I know some people think that for my business 90% of my business comes from Facebook interesting so if you've got a question to throw out to the community like beyond sending out an email via the newsletter, you would go to Facebook and, and people would be willing to chip in and give their, their comments and insights. I don't make a move now without asking the audience. I've learned a really, yeah. really hard lesson about, um, and I really mean this, but I mean even above and beyond professionals, you know, we've gone to professional um, people that, that really have guided us in varying degrees of success and really guided us away from our core message. So I have really learned now that above and beyond any professional, I go to the audience because they are the absolute guiding force of our business and they will 
brutally and honestly tell you, uh, even in the language they use discussing the products, all of that is just gold for me now and Mm. I, I will never deviate off track from that again. I go to them above and beyond anybody. Valuable lesson. Valuable. Really valuable. Yeah, Yeah. really. How much time, like on average, would you spend on Facebook a week, do you think? Do you know that I have just downloaded um, recently one of those apps that you (laughs) – no, I've downloaded one of those apps where you can gauge your phone time and I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to tell you. I think we would all be in the same boat. (laughs) But will it split it up between – it does, doesn't it? Split it up between social media channels. It pops up with these little notifications saying yeah. you're a bit over your goal today. Put your <laughs> phone down a little bit more. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that hurts. I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell you the, the highest day that I was on my phone and I'm really struggling to say the number, it was around eight or nine hours wow. on my phone. So, you know, that, it's, it's, it's difficult. When you, it is and it's an yeah. online business um, but you know, this is a whole other subject. We are all far too addicted to our phones and yes. to technology. And um, so the answer to your question is um, I would like to be on less. Yes. <laughs> so you're spending more time on Facebook than you are on Instagram or you're spending similar time but you're just getting way more feedback from Facebook? Yeah, I spend most of my time on Facebook and developing okay. content there and then yeah. um yeah, I, I, I sort of try to spend the time where it equates to sales because it, although I enjoy Instagram probably more and I kind of do that for more of my own enjoyment, it, it, for me it doesn't translate to the same amount of sales. So you have to put a bit of a restriction on yourself there and go to where your um, sales are, I think. Yeah. It's very easy to forget about Facebook because it's not quite as interesting. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. The, the Facebook stories, though, I find I get huge numbers um watching those and I'm sure you're the same so for me my business page doesn't get much traction at all on Facebook yet the stories are certainly being watched the same with me yeah and the stories really are what people find interesting it's not it's it's just such raw content and I find it really easy and and it's just such an immediate way to connect as well and to share thoughts and it's sort of far more real than structured posts now and I wonder if structured posts will be something in the past you know eventually and and everything is just live streaming because that's kind of what's interesting isn't it we we want to see what people are doing behind the scenes we do want to see what they're eating we want to see which cafe they're in we want to see what they're using on their kids we want to see how the sunscreen goes on not just a picture of the sunscreen it's far more interesting isn't it and also you can explain things properly as well yep yep Okay, 2019, which is basically here, where to for 123 Nourish Me throughout the year? We want to balance our business a lot more. So we have a, um, I think we've got a really fabulous product range now, but we would like to balance our business and do more for the emotional side of kids. So not just, um, you know, I think we have to remember about kids being whole beings. So we want to reduce the toxic load that we have on them in terms of what we're using product-wise, but we also want to look after their emotional selves as well. And, you know, we want to focus more on the connection between parent and and children and um, finding tools, I think, to bring that connection because I think that there is so much um, business in that as well 
because we are a nation of people that are losing touch with connecting with each other through Mm -hmm. technology. So it's a double-edged sword for our business because our business is online and technology and yet um, there is something really interesting and far more meaningful in our business, I think, that we can deliver by creating tools to kind of encourage that that connection and, and encourage more of um, the stuff that really matters with our kids. And believe me, it's probably not eight hours on your phone, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. You know what? Eight hours on your phone is so easily done. And this is the thing. If, if, if we do get sucked into that vortex of being online, the day can go, which is like times and pockets of moments where you should be spending with your kids and other people in your family. Absolutely. And, you know, we we are, I mean, I was just even down at the beach this morning and I'm watching this beautiful little baby um, on the the sand and the mum's there photographing and filming and and then the dad's there photographing and filming, the nana's there photographing and filming. And actually on one level they were all missing it. Yes. You know, and and we all do it. We are all that mum, dad and grandma. Uh, And we're all spending this time photographing these moments and missing these moments moments essentially we're photographing our kids finishing the finish line in the relay we are you know we're we're so busy documenting it we're not seeing it Mm. Uh, and there's a there's a little bit of um you know something to be quite mindful of as we are all you know building these really interesting online businesses to keep coming back to actually the connection because at the end of the day it's it's the connection that actually matters above and beyond anything so true you know I went to the Coldplay concert must have been this time last year and I like my favorite song came on and I filmed the whole song and the minute I was so jacked off with myself because I was like I've just missed that and I've never done it again but it was a really valuable lesson for me because although I could watch it back afterwards it just wasn't the same and you were so busy trying to frame the shot, you didn't sing the lyrics. <laughs> but it, it, it's true, though. It's so true. And, look, you know, it's fine to do it, but it's also it's just important to know not to be doing it all the time. Do you know what I do now, too, is that I consciously and deliberately, well, I have to, I make sure my phone is always in the back of my car as in I can't reach it. I try, when I go to school pickups, I leave my phone at home because, uh, you know, I I try and have at least half an hour with the kids when I'm with them, when I first see them, where I ignore every notification. It is that conscious. And believe me, I left my phone at home the other day. I felt a a sense of a bit bit sick because I'd forgotten it, you know. It's Mm. like a sense of panic was starting to set in because oh no I might have missed my my opportunity for this Instagram story (laughs) well do you know what I've decided this year and I've never done this before because I just like I just haven't been ready in the business to kind of just let go but I'm like turning off the computer and the phone between Christmas Christmas and New Year and just not logging on because I feel like I need to do it just to kind of reset for next year um so, yeah, whereas usually I go on and I'm checking and the thing is, you know what, there's actually not that much there and they are things that can wait and it's the one time of the year where people don't expect 
you know, you to be online responding. So I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So I'm literally going to probably have withdrawals and be shaking on the ground, but I, <laughs> I am going to put my computer in a cupboard and also my phone and then. I love it. I yeah. love it. I, and I admire it. And I think I would like to do it too. And yet I know my addiction is so strong. I would really, really struggle with that. You know, the thing is we've decided to close our business down for a week um, over January and people were going, oh my gosh, you can't do, I'm like, why can't you? Like yeah. if you can't close your business down as an online business, and I don't mean close it down. I mean, just tell just people their orders, off, yeah. will, their orders will be a week late, whatever. Mm. But you, you have to be able to take time away from your business to be able to give to your business. That's right. Absolutely right. So for you, I mean, you might find that the whole Boxing Day, you know, sale time is peak for you. So that's not a good time for, for you to go offline. But as you say, choosing a week in January, if that's what serves you best, then definitely do it. And you know what? I think we'll all come back with, with more space in the brain, better ideas and being far more relaxed. So, yeah, so important. And, uh, you know, the, we're not as important as we think. The world doesn't actually stop because we go offline for yes, four days. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. So, so true. All right, then, Lisa. So where can everyone find you? Uh, well, we're often on Facebook, so I'd love you to come and say hi. Um, we're at 123NourishMe and on Instagram as well, 123NourishMe. Fabulous. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Alison. Lovely to talk to you. 